Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. So today we're talking about things that people think might be helpful for people who are neurodiverse, but are not helpful. Are not helpful. And you should not do them. Although we might touch on some things you should do. Yeah. All right. So, okay. so it was uh, kind of difficult to actually like research this. But you've experienced it. But I've experienced it. Yes. I just wanted like more things because, you know, um, but so organizing slash cleaning up someone's space for them. So typically, <laughs> Wait, I mean, like I've done this. You have, yes. Usually for That's my betterment, cool. but yeah. you didn't know. You didn't know I was neurodiverse when you did it. This is true. So it's okay. But yeah. when it's like, because you see that it's messy, and you're like, oh, I'll just like clean it up for them and organize it for them. But usually there there's some organizational so, so like we tend to know where about our things are like even though it looks messy right there are some people who could be like i know exactly where everything is even if it's like a pigsty so then when or you change like the organization from like where they had it so some things might be like you know the oven mitts might be right next to the, like the the oven and then you go and move them to be next to the refrigerator and then now this poor person has something in or the oven, oven and they can't find their oven mitts because you change that like i think it's like you have them out on a hook next to your oven yeah and then, and then somebody you put them in a drawer but yeah. still next to the oven, but they're in a drawer. So now you can't see them. Now you which can't, means can't they see don't them. exist to you because they're in a yes. drawer. Or people will like, I'll leave something out so I can see it. And then someone will be like, oh, this doesn't need to be out. And then they'll put it away or get rid of it. And then I've completely forgotten about it. Of course. So. So don't put people's um, crap away. Don't put Got people's it? crap away. Yeah. Instead, what you can do is you can help them organize and clean up their stuff. I mean, like, where would you like this? Instead mm -hmm. of just, like, doing it for them and maybe, like, helping them, because organizing and cleaning isn't really something that we like to do. Too We're many good decisions. At doing. Too many decisions and too many steps. Right. Um, let's hear next. Encouraging them to finish a task or like an assignment before they take a break. Mm. So like you need to finish your homework before you can take a break. Even though like sometimes, like if it's something that they're not motivated to do, sometimes breaks can really, really help. Mm -hmm. Or, but then also breaks can sometimes like be distracting. So you have to find like whatever works for them, I guess. Yeah. But well, don't just be like, well, you just need to finish it and then you can go play outside or whatever. And I think like 
think it's a really smart idea to allow your kid to go play outside before they start their homework. So they've come home from school. They've had a long day. They eat a snack. Mm-hmm. They go outside they a little, get some dopamine going, and then yeah. have them do their homework for sure. Yeah, um, or walk a dog, or like whatever a break could be. So, yeah. yeah. Um, when people say it's okay, get it to me whenever. <laughs> I've had professors say this to me, like I've needed extra time and they're like, oh yeah, okay, get it to me whenever. It's like, no, sir, I can't get it to you whenever. (laughs) Because now it's, now the motivation of urgency is gone. Sure. Now it's like. And now I don't want to do it. It was like, oh, well, I can just, and then it looks like I'm just lazy and don't care. Or not. Even though it's just like. information. Yeah. So instead, be like, when's a good, when is a good time for you to turn this in? Like, Mm -hmm. set up, like, your own deadline, or, like, set up a deadline that's good for, I guess, both parties, but... Right, but specific, right? Like, you still need that accountability for, like, it was due on Wednesday, and now I'm going to turn it in by class on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Sorry, if you can hear our cat in the background. Kushka. The window cat. Sorry. <laughs> no, what else is not helpful? Um, insisting that they use the organizational systems or systems in general that you use. Like, this works for me, so it must work for you. Because it's the logical way everybody does it. Exactly. Even if you are also neurodiverse, neurodiverse brains are different too. So one system that works for you may not work for me and my systems may not work for someone else. Mm -hmm. So forcing it on them is not helping. It's doing the opposite, actually. I think it might do like more harm. Especially if they struggle with like black and white thinking and what you're forcing them to do, their viewing is like wrong. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to go over well. Yeah. What else do you have? Um, Saying everyone has a little ADHD or everyone has, you know, a little autism. Everyone has, I don't think anyone says you have, everyone has a little dyslexia or a little Tourette. So people will say like, oh, oops, I had a dyslexic moment when they like flipped you to that. Yes. It's so rude. You do not. <laughs> yes. Or it's, or everybody struggles with that sometimes because then it makes you feel like, oh, everyone, like, well, first off, even if everyone does struggle with it, there are different levels of struggle. Someone could struggle with it more. And so if you say like, oh, everyone struggles with that sometimes, then someone is going to be under the impression like, oh, everyone else struggles with it, but also everyone else has already figured it out and I haven't. Which yeah. could cause think- some self-shame. Everybody, everybody definitely like daydreams sometimes. Everybody yes. sometimes forgets things. 
everybody sometimes might write something down in the wrong order, whatever. But it's really, you're right. So it's really about like the intensity of that, but it's also the frequency of it, right? So like a typical person might write down a number in the wrong order, maybe, you know, once Once. a month or once every six months or once a year. But people who are dyslexic are going to do it multiple times a day every day right or or like you're gonna forget stuff if you don't use your tools that you have right yes but just left to your own devices if with no support or tools you're gonna forget stuff far more often than i would yes and so yes i totally agree everybody does not have um, anything whatever anything Yeah. yeah Um, telling us that it's super easy, you know, how someone will be like, oh no, it's super easy. You'll, you'll get it right away because something that's like a recipe, like, oh, it's super easy to make. Don't worry. You can make it because you don't realize how many steps there are and something that might be easy for you might be harder for someone else. So then you just like, don't want to do it at all. Well, in general, right, like gross generalization, but in general, people with ADHD often think what is easy is hard or challenging for them to do. Mm-hmm. And what's hard is more engaging for them to do, right? So, yeah, it it's easy. Like <laughs> that would terrify me if I had an ADHD brain because that now means like it's going to be challenging for me. Right. As opposed to everybody else, for sure. Yeah. Um, t- um, t- telling us to do like the hardest thing on your to do list first. Yeah. Because then when you get the hardest thing done over with first, then everything else will be easy. But the hardest thing. It's probably the thing that you don't want to do the most. So, like, doing your taxes. It's no one be, likes to do taxes. It's going to be the thing that has the biggest block, right? Yeah. The least amount yes. of motivation. Yeah. Steps, right? So, what do you say people should tell you to do? Um. Well, you could, like, mix it up. I guess like do some easy tasks before you do a hard task because the easy things will make you like oh yeah I can do this I got this um before you do the hard yeah yeah I tell people all the time do all the low hanging fruit things first yeah low hanging -hanging fruit fruit. do a couple of those get some dopamine going for sure um you could help them split up the task into steps. Mm-hmm. So then it is easy. So like, I don't know, for whatever reason, if you just have hard things on your list, for whatever reason, probably shouldn't do that. But then splitting it up into a bunch of like little things will make it easier to do all of the the quote unquote, I guess, hard things. Well, I think also like writing your, writing your task list in big projects 
you know, so if you're if you're an adult and you're doing your taxes, but if you're a student and you have to do a report, write your report is not what you put on your to-do list. The first step might be like find resource information. Yeah. The next step would be read resource information or watch videos about, right? Like I, I tell yeah. a lot of my student clients like, Great. Go to YouTube first and find some videos about the topic that you're researching. Yeah. Right. Cause those are easy dopamine hits that are going to be easy for them to do, but a big task, not broken down on your to-do list. No, you're never going to pick that task. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what else, what else could people do? Um, well this is more like friends. like to this one specific oh. to this like do the hardest thing first do you have any other advice for that oh no i do um so okay. so for some of my clients they'll like they'll break they'll do what you said break it down into tasks but then yeah. they'll also have somebody um, that they're accountable to, right? So like by the time I get through these three easier ones, I'm going to check in with this person I'm accountable to. Or sometimes they'll have like a timer, you know, like a, they'll gamify it in some way, right? Like I'm going to see if I can fi- finish this task in 10 minutes or whatever it is. Because um, gamifying almost anything will make it easier to do. Mm-hmm. All right, so what else? Um, this is more to do with like friends slash significant others. You are not their parent. You are their supportive friend or significant other. So don't treat them like you're the parent and you're the child and just like nag them the entire time. Your job is to support. Leave the parenting to the parents. Ian is guilty of doing this sometimes. Especially when I have like a bunch, like we're currently unpacking and everything and I need to find like an eye doctor and stuff because I'm using old glasses because I broke my others. Mm. So it's kind of hard to see sometimes, especially like when I'm driving at night. Well, please prioritize that. I will. As I am. I'm going to call. I'm going to call someone today, but he's like, you can do all of this stuff. You should do all of it because he's sleeping right now because he worked late. He worked like the midnight shift, so he's currently sleeping. So we still have like a bunch of unpacking and stuff to do. So he could be like, you should do this while while I'm asleep, or you could do like the cleaning because we need to clean too so yeah sometimes he he nags well not really nags but i guess not really parent either but you shouldn't do that to, to your significant other because you're not the parent like you shouldn't use the words you should you have to you must right like those are all really shaming kinds of words for people with adhd 
Right. Um, I also just think in general, I tell this to parents all the time and they really have a hard time with it because they are parents and they are supposed to tell their kids what to do. But yeah. telling somebody with ADHD what to do is a great way for them to dig in their heels and do the opposite thing. So yeah. asking questions more like, you know, hey, I hear you need to call an eye doctor. What's your plan for that? Yeah. Right. Is much more helpful because now you're asking them to think about what they want to do or how they want to do it. Instead of just saying, Paige, make sure you call an eye doctor today. Yeah. Right. What yes. else? Do you have other things? No, I just think there's like a bunch of things you shouldn't say to somebody who discloses yeah. they have any neurodiversity. Like, oh, does ADHD really exist? Yeah. Um, yes, it does. Um, why don't you just try harder? Mm. That's super ADHD helpful. ADHD is just for children. Um. Oh, oh, just put it in your calendar. Use a calendar. Then it's everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> if only and I guarantee you they've tried using a calendar it didn't help that much um right or um, um one that I get when I tell people that I'm autistic oh yeah. I I didn't oh I like oh you don't seem autistic or you oh you don't look autistic and like what does autism look like how do I look <laughs> autistic <laughs> which is pretty rude yes um i think you know if you're a, if somebody's a student and they get extra time or something like insinuating it any way that they have some kind of unfair advantage because they have extra time or because they get notes or because they're getting anything that's actually just leveling the playing field oh i've had people rude. say that to me so rude um, um hey you should listen better it's not it's, it's actually well maybe maybe you weren't listening but it's yeah. probably that you forgot <laughs> right it could be that you started daydreaming while they were talking so here's an idea when you talk to somebody with adhd or autism or anything else where you know they can't focus for a long period of time Use brevity, <laughs> talking like bullet points almost, or like give a break, like ref, like uh, like say whatever you want to say, and then ask them a question to help them like synthesize that information so that they remember it. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um. Um. What else have people no, said? No, um, not say, but like, this is this is complicated, but like the prevent children from fidgeting. Because yeah. some fidgeting is good. And there are some fidgeting and self-soothing things that are bad. Like you shouldn't let your child hit, hit their head against the wall. That's bad. But like, just like playing with their fingers or or playing with like a ring or like playing with like a small thing while they're listening isn't harming anyone. 
or distracting anyone. No, sometimes it is though, right? Like some kids are like, I doodle to listen better. And absolutely. Some kids, myself included, and I'm not a kid, do listen better when they're doodling. But Mm -hmm. some people get so into the artwork that they're creating that they now don't hear you at all. You sound just like the teacher in in, uh, Charlie Brown, right? So you have to make sure that it's a fidget that is truly providing the support that they need, right? So if they're in class and they need to listen, if you're in a meeting and you need to listen, you might change the fidget to something that looks more professional, like spinning a ring or jiggling your foot under the table or Mm -hmm. like taking notes, even if you know you're never going to look at those notes, right? Because the act of writing is sometimes enough, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else anybody said to you? don't think so okay cool anything like you really wish people um just like understood or or um would be more supportive of Like in just like in general, in general, just like what should people understand or know better about people who are neurodiverse that you would like people to know? That not lazy. Mm-hmm. That they're just tr- like they're trying their hardest, or. Um, I get, um, you're really weird a Mm -hmm. lot more when I was like a child and like in school, but that's just not great to hear. Not really, no. Really claim it as a like honorary badge. That's right. I'm not in that boring ass box you're in. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, I have a few of those clients, but yes, nobody wants to hear like. It's like. In school, it was like almost every day. Like, oh, Paige, she's really weird. maybe not really weird because there were definitely weirder people at my school than me but (laughs) I think mostly I was just quiet because this was like pre-autism diagnosis and everything so I guess people just thought that I was super quiet and shy yeah like that page she should talk more she's really smart she should talk more (laughs) Oh, I'm <laughs> I think in general, like whenever you're interacting with a person you don't know or a person you do know, you just like don't know what's going on inside somebody. Yeah. Or their right? life. Like, their their brain might be different than yours. And maybe that's why they're having a, some kind of issue. Mm-hmm. But like, 
Maybe they're just having a really crap day. Yeah. No, no. It's just always good to be kind. Yes. Oh, sometimes when I fidget out in public or like do like this. Like one time I was doing this while bagging groceries. Like the shaking hand thing. And someone thought that I pinched my finger. He was like, oh, are you okay? And I was like, oh, yeah. No, I'm good. Thank you. I wasn't going to say no. I'm just like shaking my hands because that's what I do I'm overwhelmed but like if you make like too big of like a movement or something people will like start staring at you so but sometimes you just really need to just like get that out <laughs> so, so don't at people yeah you're not lazy you don't know what's going on in other people's lives and mm-hmm. don't stare I think that's just good advice in general didn't we all kind of learn that in kindergarten or preschool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Awesome. Say goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.